You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Hey guys, what's up? This on? is our is Fantasia <laughs> hype episode special because Fantasia, by the time this comes out, I think it will have kicked off yesterday. I think this is coming out a Friday release. Oh, Friday. So we just okay. saw, some of you just saw perhaps the opening film in the real world. Alex Rose is here with us, he's probably already seen the opening I film. I have seen the opening Because he's a legit movie critic from a newspaper. It's true. <laughs> I am. Real place. And joining us uh, is, as in her debut as a friend, no, fringe, as a debut as a Fantasia correspondent is Sam. Yo. Hey, Sam. Uh, so yeah, I'm. The purpose of this podcast, I guess, is to hear what you guys are excited about. Uh, what you, I guess, Alex, you've seen a couple movies. Uh, yeah. Sam, you've watched all the trailers. Uh, this seems. I, I have since I'm not doing the all access thing this year. Have only a cursory look at the website to kind of base myself off of and just my opening my opening perception is and i don't know if it's if i'm crazy it does seem like there's a lot more of asian cinema this year which i mean i know is a big part a big part of fantasia it used to be yeah, almost all yeah it used to be almost yeah. exclusively and this year there does there seems to be a, i don't know i really maybe it's just one of those like you notice them more because they're rarer but mm-hmm. i felt like there was a lot more like kind of german and scandinavian i think there's happening. a german spotlight oh I'm that would say. explain yeah, well, so possible, much yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. i think there is an extra because they, they often pick a country and do a spotlight i think mm-hmm. I might be making this up but i think that there is an actual focus on german cinema that might be wrong but yes so there is some german stuff but there seems to be a lot of a lot of asian stuff uh does takashi miike have like 10 movies this year uh only one only one yeah it's what? uh and it's a sequel to something uh, honestly like i've kind of like uh, fallen off of like trying to keep up with takashi miike <laughs> because the last few that i tried to watch were always like the sequel to something or you know whatever and then i was like oh, this is so confusing yeah. and so now i'm just kind of like let him like put them all out, and then I'll go about my own time and try to put like, these back circle, together. Circle back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, I'm I, sure, and he's done also done things where it's like, a perfect reproduction of the manga, which makes no sense. Right. And you're like, uh... Yeah, exactly. You're like, you, you'd get the, you would understand this joke if you saw the manga. Right, and, and like, last uh, year you had that weird sci-fi movie Oh, the planet the, thing there. Uh, and where they were like extremely bad CGI, like uh, grasshopper aliens. <laughs> and I was just like... And it was clearly like for ch- it reminded me of watching a reboot like when I was a kid, and I was just kind of like, oh, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe just because Takashi Miike made it doesn't mean that I need to. <laughs> I don't need to see it. I don't need to see this. I don't know. I mean, but then again, there's people. That's kind of the thing about Fantasia too. There's people that that's all they want to see. Yeah, and I, I'm fine with that. You know, it's fine by me that there's things that are not for me. Yeah, uh, which I think is also like one of the strengths of the festival too. Is that like there's not. These movies aren't going to find; they're not going to be screened at a lot of like big, big screens in North America. Like usually, not no, yeah. So that's a uh, super cool. So what? Uh, I guess we'll start with Sam. What is what is on your watch list? Because I mean, like Alex has already watched a couple movies, so we're going to come in. But it's what's true. on what's on your early early radar watch list? Well, um, 
I have a soft spot for horror movies. Okay. So I have very high hopes for Killing Ground, which looks like it's horror camping. Okay. Um, the trailer was very unclear. I don't know who the main <laughs> characters were. Uh, it looks like some people go camping and the tent next to them, nobody nobody visits and okay. they're waiting. And then it cut to a lot of like crazy shit and maybe someone had a dog. Uh, watched a lot of trailers at once, but I yeah, was I like, oh, you sound, you sound cool. You look like a summer slasher movie. Maybe you'll be better than I think you'll be because yeah. it didn't look like overtly bad. Yeah. It looked that's, questionable. I, that's always, I've been waiting a long time for like a really like shock you in the face horror movie that's not just like that's well made not just gory right or whatever yeah. like well uh, uh did you see green room i did not see green oh, room oh i liked green room i love green room yeah. and i could not stop talking about it when i saw it uh whenever it came out i guess like 2 years ago yeah and mm-hmm. I, like i would argue the green room is maybe not a horror movie but when i saw it with my girlfriend it she said this is definitely a horror movie it was like intense <laughs> yes yeah. it is like it's a in, like i guess a thriller but it's pretty gore i mean i don't know i guess that's a, then you're splitting hairs at some point yeah. about what that is but i think green room was a like i saw it twice i saw it at tiff 8.45 in the morning, and I was shaking Oof. after I saw it. <laughs> and then I saw it again at FNC. Oh, I saw it three times. I saw it again at FNC when it came around, so in October. And again, I, I was shaking. And I knew what was happening. I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> and it just, it's just so, like, you're just your butthole clenches, and then it's for 90 minutes later, you're like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. So I think there's still the possibility of that, but it's... Uh, That's it. Like, for me personally, Advantage of the last one that really rocked me, I think, was... Martyr screened at Fantasia, right? I want to say. Which one? Martyr, like martyrs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. That so. was like that was like ten years. Ten ago. Ten years ago, yeah, yeah, exactly. That was, I think, the last time where I was like, oh, this was that was intense. Like, right. I liked Under the Shadow a lot last year. That was, um, I think, it's like a UK Persian film, but okay. it's set during like the revolution, yeah, and it yeah, was. Yeah. Um, I saw it at Fantasia, but. The crowd was like, we were like, ah, oh, the whole time. It was super quiet, except for with, like the one jump scare where someone legitimately screamed. But I was like, I don't blame you. That was fair. <laughs> like, it was really good at cultivating a sense of dread, and it yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah. a lot of jump yeah, if you, scares. If you, don't, so. if you don't, like, yeah, exactly. You're like, if, if you have, like, one every minute, you're like, calm down. When, like, a movie goes screams. Exactly. But if, like, if you have, like, one in the span of 90 minutes, you're like, oh, no, that screen was warranted. Yeah. You, sat was for, like, you sat there for 45 minutes waiting for the thing. Yeah, to, it was like, really just, you. like, a sense of dread. Otherwise, like, getting you ready for yeah. maybe this one jump scare. And then, like, every movie where there's, like, a monstery thing. Yeah. Obviously, they show the monster at some point, And then you're like, ugh. Yeah. But that was, like, way at the end. So the rest <laughs> of the movie was, like, totally ready that's to like, carry yeah, that's it. Always, that's always a bummer, I find, is when they when they blow their wad with, like, they're like, oh, but the monster's like, out. It's like, like everyone. Like, there's very few movies where, like, after you see the the scary thing, yeah. you're still scared. But that was, I think, I think the last, the last, like, out of nowhere blow your mind Fantasia movie that I really remember was uh, Toad Road. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah, and I still haven't seen you that. You really one. need to see Toad Road. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody, everybody needs to see <laughs> Everyone Toad loves that movie. Yeah. But, but, it, and, but, like, one of, one of its strengths is at, like, at no point is there, like, a reveal. You're just sort of like, well, that right. was, it was just, like, super awkward. And then it's over. And you're like, I, oh, okay. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Which is almost like you, you leave being like, oh, I don't like that. Because yeah. at no point it's like, here is the thing that they were scared of. Here is what was going on. Right. It's just, it never spells it out. So mm-hmm. I'm like a big fan of... Like, I'm usually really more impressed by comedies of yeah. Fantasia. Because I think, especially if it's not a comedy that has famous 
funny people in it. Like I remember uh, a couple of years ago, there was I Am a Knife with Legs. Yeah, that which was, was which was like which I didn't know anything. No one knew anything about before it played. I don't think anybody knows anything about it. No, still. Not, like not other still. than other than I think getting it on demand from the website. Yeah, there's the, I don't think it ever got any kind of distribution because I just got a screener for it and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I watched <laughs> it and I was like. I, what the f- where is this coming from? like <laughs> what the fuck is it? so i don't know if to explain it i don't even know how to describe it it's like a guy who has like this fake german accent yeah it's really low budget and lo-fi like almost like uh looks like a home movie yeah uh it's very absurd but it's really funny and i remember going up to mitch davis like the pro and yeah. I, I said mitch what what is i am a knife with legs why yeah why is this because it seems like and then if you if you look into it like the guy you know has like some some improv training and stuff yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. not like a but it it truly seems like it came out of nowhere yeah and I think that it almost a, seems like it could be like found yeah you know exactly. like you're just sort of like what are these tapes it's, what am I watching because it almost has that vibe of like a movie that some kids would make like the yeah. kind of movie like stupid movies like you have a camcorder in the backyard that, yeah that I would like make go. with my friends and yeah. but but it's like but it's so. Uh, more am- much more ambitious than that and like yeah. and, and it's so consistent yeah and then there was i think the year before that there was a movie called doomsdays um oh i oh, wanted yeah. to see yeah. that one it that, that, it's on netflix yeah, now yeah, it just popped Netflix. up in my yeah, yeah, yeah. queue and i was like yeah. oh so you should watch that it's with uh uh this is this is talking about previous yeah, this is, but we'll get into it but it's, <laughs> it's with leo fitzpatrick he's one of the guys from kids yeah one of the, one mm. of the titular kids yeah, from yeah. kids and the guy the other guy in it is from a band, uh, Bishop Allen. Is that it's kind of indie band? Okay. I remember people liking them when I was in university, so okay. like uh, roughly ten years ago. Yeah. And uh, and there are two guys who live in upstate New York, and they think that the end of the world is coming. So they're basically nihilists. Yeah, and they live by just breaking into summer homes and living there drinking yeah, yeah. i remember watching the trailer for that and being like and that's really like i'm so i mean it's good that it's on netflix yeah but it took a long time to get on netflix like yeah. it took at least a year between when i saw it before i heard anything about it at yeah. all and so and i'm glad that that didn't get lost completely like some other things get lost and mm. to be fair like there's things that i loved that since i've not heard or seen anything about them since I can't even tell you what they are now because I've forgotten about it. Yeah, exactly. You, you, know? you yeah. watch like 50 movies at, yeah, the, exactly. at a festival, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, so that's the other thing about yeah. me too is like some, at some point I have to, it kind of blurs together. Your brain your brain has to just like right. do like a do a data dump and just be like, mm. exactly. <laughs> like, you're like, unless it was really standout, you don't need this memory anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it happens a lot. Like, I'm a, I think, and I think with Fantasia, the, the problem for me too is like it's a, it's a more narrow scope of movies. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so sometimes, you know, like I, maybe this was off air that I was explaining this, but <laughs> we review the movies before they play. Yeah. So sometimes if there's three Japanese movies about schoolboys fighting or whatever the fuck, like Battle Royale ripoff, <laughs> and they're playing in two, uh, two consecutive days, I might watch all three of them in a row. Yeah, and so then that just like I can. That's just dip- like a mash. Yeah, of- exactly. And then a year later, it's like, well, I get they they had some like cute hair and the ties, <laughs> like their ties were askew, and then they got decapitated or whatever. Exactly. One and, of them was blonde. Yeah, exactly. And then he was the sexiest one of all. Uh, but yeah, so like it tends to blur, and it's not the movie's fault. It's a weird way to consume media to be at a festival. Yeah, I do mm-hmm. when I when I go to something like TIFF, which at TIFF I don't get any screeners, so I just mm. go to like six movies a day. Yeah. They're very different. 
Yeah. They have movie stars in them often. They're all across. They're also all across the board genre. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So, so it's like, uh, There's and they like always program the the Midnight Madness movies at TIFF. They always program the press screenings like at eight in the morning. <laughs> so you're like, what the fuck? I was gonna say that was there. I, I'm assuming it's a Midnight Madness Midnight Madness screening. The, another thing that did catch my eye at this year's festival was like Wolf Cop again. Or yeah, another yeah, Wolf another Cop. Wolf yeah, Cop. just I think just another Wolf Cop, which I like. I desperately hope has nothing to do with the person. <laughs> like, just based on that title, like, if it's not... Right, a like, different it's just, wolf just cop. literally just another wolf cop. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I only saw the, the head and was like, I didn't even bother, like, reading the description because I know immediately what it's going to be. But I would just... I would love if it was just, like... Like, a lot like... Uh, like, I mean, I think that the ties between Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2 are, like, tenuous at Fairly best. Fairly tenuous. Right? Yeah. Like, so, if it's just, if they just pull that, being like, <laughs> it's another Wolf Cop. <laughs> right. You remember Wolf Cop? This is not him. It's another one. <laughs> There's another cop who turns into a wolf. Like, we're just like, and then they can have Wolf Cop 3, look who's Wolf Cop now. Right, and exactly. Like, oh, just, I was like, the possibilities. Exactly, just keep, uh, keep running it. Because yeah, Wolf Cop was, a t- Wolf Cop is one of those weird things where you're like, I would have such a hard time justifying watching it by myself yeah you know but yeah. i'm like but if you're like put me in a movie theater full of people who are a jazz wolf cop or potentially also like uh a gathering like a screener right or just like having a couple of friends over yeah exactly like, like, like you watching need... it with the intention not just like it's thursday night you know i want to yeah. have an early evening let's watch wolf cop yeah no, exactly. that sounds like, like a flop <laughs> yeah that's, then you're just gonna leave you're like, just gonna go to bed i remember you're gonna wander uh, away. again this did the fantasia cred portion of the show uh i remember zombievers i like i watched it on the friday right. the friday midnight screening and was like had so much fun and i put it over so hard to walter like i was like Walter, and then he like what, watched it so on his own and there was a there was like a second screening added in an afternoon or whatever right so he went to go see it like on at, the last day kind of uh, yeah because like yeah, yeah they, like, they did that sometimes they, they throw extras in on sellouts right. or whatever right yeah so they, they threw an extra screening in oh that's a was, different like, vibe yeah <laughs> something so he goes lost. to see it in the afternoon in a like semi-empty kind of like quiet thing in the sev kind of thing yeah exactly yeah. Oh. he was like <laughs> and he's like oh he's like it was it was fun it was like, zombie beavers yeah exactly and then like, they bit the guy's it, dick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh, i guess so i was like when he bites the dick and like a thousand people are like yeah like it's a much right. more engaging experience oh, than being like oh there yeah is. i will say <laughs> i don't necessarily and i've talked about this before maybe not on the podcast i don't really like Fantasia crowds in general. Maybe I'm spoiled. I don't see a lot of movies with people. <laughs> so I think so, it depends. It depends heavily on the movie. Yeah. Like I mean, like there's like there's a bit, there's been times where I've been like, shut up. Like not right. every kill needs a cheer. Yeah. But when you're watching like Schlock, yeah. I of course, I yeah. went to Lights Out because I thought that would be a fun crowd movie last year, yeah. and it definitely delivered. Yeah. Um. That's like the horror movie where every time the lights go off I watch things other than horror movies I don't know why I'm just, like, <laughs> it's fine. up no, right I, now but uh, I, I go to Fantasia specifically usually but, for the horror movies like I'm well, seeking them out and then I take a few chances they're fun and they're not like I don't really want to go to like a real theater for a movie that's maybe not going to be great and if there's no right. like crowd to carry it through yeah exactly like ugh yeah I think horror, horror screens well a lot of the time but then as soon as it gets if it gets really smart or if it gets like really, if it's really good horror, right? Then you're gonna have like hooting and hollering. Well, yeah, and, and then you know? tell, yeah. like I saw Get Out at a preview screening, so like not a real critic screening, just like two days before it came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
And those are fairly mixed crowds. There's a lot of people that won tickets on the radio, yeah. stuff like that. And I think Get Out is a really great movie. Yeah. But I really liked seeing it with people who were vocal about, you know, and it was all kinds of, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, this is awkward to talk about. Because <laughs> you all know what Get Out is about. But it was, a, 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 I would say, like a, a mixed crowd of, yeah. of all kinds. And, um,. No, yeah, yeah, and like there's like the vocal like over the top reactions and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, my friend, uh, my friend lives in Chicago, and her, she's white. Her boyfriend is African American. They live in Chicago, so and they, oh and they went to now see. I'm immediately suspect of your friend. They based went based on the film Get Out. They went to see Get Out. <laughs> they went to see Get Out, and I guess she was like the only white person in the yeah. in the crowd, and uh, like uh, people were coming up to her boyfriend and going like, "You watch out." Like, <laughs> Like, like they were, but I think they were like semi-serious. And yeah, they're like, yeah. they like, I'm not messing with no white bitches anymore. Like, you gotta get out of here. Like, you don't. I don't even want to see her in this theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get her out of here. It's like, yeah, yeah. That's so like super awkward. I mean, you know, this, I don't think we could be further off base. But uh, yeah, yeah I don't know, <laughs> no, but but I think the, 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 the touching on that it was just yeah. like, um, like I don't know if you guys are familiar with the film Crush Groove. <laughs> Like, I'm, I know what it is. You've but never seen it. You it's like the the fake biopic of it's the uh, fake Def Jam, Jam or Def Jam. <laughs> right. oh, with, with everybody playing themselves, with the exception of uh, why did I just blank on his name? Not Curtis Blow. Uh, uh, Rick Rubin plays himself. I just drew a blank on the other founder. Anyway, the other one is everybody plays themselves except for a single founder of Def Jam who is recast as a like super studly football player type, right. which is not who he actually is. Like, but we know who who decided on that casting. Yeah, probably exa- the one, like guy, the yeah. dude. <laughs> right, exactly. It's so funny. But anyway, but apparently, and I was like, what was this movie about? And if you read into it, apparently, like yeah, in the inner city and stuff like that. Like almost every song that happens in the movie runs its full length. So, right. like, if Curtis Blow is like, these are the breaks, it's going to be the, the song. Whereas right. a typical typical movie making... Like movie, a mu- so a musical, basically. Like but a, but a it's not, though, musical. because all the all the performances are on a stage. Right. Like, it's not mm. like they break out so into like song. a con- concert film kind of uh, it's narrative. So, it's so, they did that with Metallica, like, two years ago. Like, a narrative concert film yeah. about this... It was, like, the end of the world, and Dane DeHaan was, like, the kid who, like, just uh-huh. saved... And Metallica was playing, so yeah. it was, like, a Metallica concert film with yeah. a story running through it. Yeah. I think it was in 3D also. Yeah. But it, it, so there, no. there, there's, there's a whole there's, <laughs> there's a whole love story and everything. There's a lot of plot to this film. But right. then if you read up on it, though, apparently I was like, what is up with these music things and stuff? And apparently, though, like, in the inner city screenings and stuff, people would, like, go because some some of the tracks were not on the radio right. or even released. People were like going to like listen to the music to and hear like, the, there the was like tracks. dancing and stuff in the theaters and I was right. like, that's amazing. I was like <laughs> I was like, that's the point where you're like, yeah, I would have desperately wanted to go see the theater if I was like inner city kid and like run right. DMC had a new track that you could only hear in this movie. Yeah. Like yeah. I'd be like, Yeah I'm going well, to that <laughs> like, like now we're getting very off track. I'm just gonna say this and then I'm gonna talk about a movie that I saw but I was hearing <laughs> about I was there's a, a podcast called Blank Check with Griffin Newman and David Sims, uh, and they talk about sort of uh, films of directors who have such a massive success that 
they uh, they're given a blank check and then they could do whatever they want. But anyway, they were right. talking about Christopher Nolan. Yeah, that, that's what they're talking yeah. about right now. This mm. is who they're in into, like the Christopher Nolan. I didn't right. even know that. The last but, one that, that came that out was, was, deal, right? was Insomnia. But yeah. so, but then they do this thing where they talk about the movies that were at the box office at the same time, and they were talking about how there's this movie called Sea Spot Run, which is like a comedy with David Arquette about dogs. Okay, it's like <laughs> David Arquette and Michael Clark Duncan, God rest his soul. Uh, and it made like twenty million dollars, and they're like, "How is this possible?" And the reason is, they put the Harry Potter trailer in front of it because it was the oh. same studio. Yeah. And this was before you could stream a trailer like properly. You wanted to see it was the first Harry Potter movie, first trailer. No one had seen what it looked like, so mm-hmm. people would buy a ticket to this movie just to see the trailer and get the fuck out afterwards. Well, I remember the last time I remember that was one of the Christopher Nolan. It was the. I want to say it might have been the first one. It might have just been Batman Begins or whatever, where it was like an exclusive trailer. Right. And it was like screening. Like the trailer launched only in IMAX for like in front of right. another movie, like a week before it was going to have like wide release of the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I think there were people who were like, I'm going to go see the new Batman because everybody would like that Batman had so much hype going into it. Right. And it was like. In IMAX, and it was like him smashing the window, and yeah, exactly. You can have these weird yeah. bumps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the studio bumps a movie that is not going to make any money, like a family comedy with fucking David Arquette. About dogs. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so I want to talk about a movie that I saw. Okay. A uh, movie called Savage Dog, and it's part of, there's a Scott Adkins double bill that's playing. Okay. Um, and it's this weekend. And Scott Adkins, if you're not familiar, is like, he's what... He's now what essentially Chuck Norris or Jean-Claude Van Damme was. Yeah. Uh, but for the market has changed now. So it's VOD. Yeah. He's a British guy. Um, he's a martial artist. He I makes... Think, he has like so many movies yeah, already. Like, he has a yeah. lot of movies and he often does like Universal Soldier 7 and, you know, whatever. <laughs> the Marine like, 17. Yeah, he does, <laughs> he does those things. But he's kind of like ha- gathered a little bit of momentum. Like people who are into that stuff think he's pretty good. Um, mm. and so the, and so they're playing two of his movies. Well, he must, he must be all right. Like, cause he, he, like, it's such an interchangeable piece right. that people are now seeking him out for exactly. an, inter- an interchangeable role. Cause like, like, you know, cause like <laughs> they're still making those movies with Van Damme. They're still making them with Dolph Lundgren, yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin, whatever other like kind of also ran wrestlers, Vinnie yeah. Jones, they're all making those movies. Yeah. So for a guy who basically came out of nowhere, like he's not. He, didn't he, ha- he has no no, he, no pedigree. Yeah, like, he's just yeah. a fucking good martial artist. And uh, so this movie Savage Dog is set in uh, Indochina in 1959. Okay. Oh, and, uh, okay, yeah. And he is uh, he lived this guy um, Scott Atkins plays a guy who's like a prisoner uh, IRA terrorist <laughs> who's a prisoner of war in this prison camp that's run by this Nazi who's played by not Rudger Hauer but. Should have been. So like, just <laughs> let's just refer to him as not Rodger. Yeah. Howard. Well, because if you if you want to see, and this is going to be like kind of my, my my criticism about this movie is that the budget is so low that they had to resort to a guy who was not Rodger Howard. <laughs> so it's a very low budget movie, but but so so he fights. So they in the prison camp they make him fight and stuff, and uh, and then they're like, okay, you have freedom, and then it turns out he doesn't have freedom, so he has to fight, fight his some more. fight his way out. So it is like a very you know, blood sport, whatever, like eighties, like canon films. But it's okay, first of all, it's super gory. Like ex- mm-hmm. like there I don't know if you thought from that description that people's heads explode, but several heads explode. 
It's like uh, I took a sunny Chiba just like out of nowhere. Yeah, pretty like <laughs> that's the thing. Like there's heads that explode. Not not always from martial arts. So there's also guns and knives and stuff. It's not 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 straight up. Not just solely like, like a, a chop. Yeah, exactly. Karate <laughs> chop to the skull. Mostly <laughs> not. That. It's mostly not that. And it's um, and it's like I was watching it. and I was like, this isn't great. Yeah. And it's pretty low budget. There's like two sets, you know, and like a lot of the actors prison. are also outside the prison. Yeah, that's pretty all much. we need. <laughs> and there's and there's you know all and the the bar there's a bar inside the prison of course um, Indochina was weird in the 50s. yeah so that they can do well it's so that they could do this kind of like Casablanca shit like that because action movies love Casablanca for some reason they love to <laughs> lift things from this movie that has no action in it anyway but so it's really really violent and I would say also like it's very uh, ambitious for how little money it has and you're just watching it and you're like I, I'm. Like, I, it's very endearing to me, something yeah. that's so violent and so, like, they throw a grenade and it, it explodes, like, maybe a foot by a foot, like, poop, <laughs> because they can't, that's their pyrotechnics and they can't afford to blow up the fucking set because oh. they still need it, you know? But, oh, but it's. Big dreams. <laughs> exactly, but it, but it was really fun. And so, and I guess, I'm sure I, can I spoil something at the end of this movie? Uh, I guess. At the end of this movie, this guy, he's like, He's, he becomes more savage revenge on his mind he kills a guy cuts out his liver and eats it and he's like blah, blah, blah. and I was like well right okay this is like this is not the direction I saw this movie going into <laughs> and so I was like you know what Wait, who, is this, who is this so, directed by there's... like uh, it's a guy called Jesse V. Johnson who he mostly directs this kind of stuff but he's a stunt coordinator okay but and he, okay. he stunt coordinated like a lot of big stuff like Spider-Man and stuff like that but now he makes movies with you know Scott Atkins and Stone Cold Steve Austin where a man needs to liver yeah yeah and I just I was like you know this isn't very good but I'm gonna tell people to watch it anyway for what it, it is it does like, like you, yeah. you, you have me like interested enough that yeah. like if I saw it around I'd be like Yo, this I movie, mean, a guy eats a liver. And it's like, <laughs> and there's a lot of it that's really, like, cheesy. Yeah. So Keith, uh, Keith David, I don't know if you know that, he's a character, he's the guy, have you seen Requiem for a Dream? Yeah. yeah. He's the guy at the end who, who uh, the the big black guy who's like, come on, baby, I didn't take it out for, to take a breath. Yeah. Or whatever. That guy. So he has a very booming voice. He's the narrator, and uh, he's the reason why he's not in the cast. No, he is. He's okay. the he's the bartender, and he's also the narrator. Oh, and the bartender I, narrates, and and he fucking dies halfway through the movie, and he keeps narrating afterwards <laughs> from the grave. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. Lofty so ambitions. I like it. All the, this and movie like, should be should be. Seen and that's by how I die. And I think that what? would be. <laughs> And then he no he quotes uh, when he dies he he quotes uh, it's the Bible but it's like Johnny Cash like and I saw in the distance a pale horse and death was onto him or whatever <laughs> so he quotes it's from the beginning of one of the last Johnny Cash yeah, records yeah, yeah, it's from yeah, yeah. the Bible but yeah. uh, it's great anyway go see I think that would I would love to see that in a theater with a bunch of people yeah because sure. it's like nothing can be ruined it can only be. Uh, is that what you were saying it when you were talking about spoilers? I was like, I don't think spoiling this movie matters. No, I mean, you know <laughs> that he becomes a savage dog. Eventually. I was gonna say with a name like Savage Dog, like liver eating, it's like not too far yeah. from the yeah. path. Making that no, decision. you know, the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, this actually was really dope, and now I want to watch <laughs> Scott Atkins movies. And I'm like, what if he's always <laughs> fucking crazy? Because he's not like an amazing actor, and he's not. 
the thing about him too is like obviously he's like super ripped and he's a good martial artist, but mm-hmm. he has a very kind of like he looks like a gym teacher or something. Yeah, His yeah, face, yeah. He kind of looks like he could be like an Affleck. Yeah, like he just got that. that. So I, I think it's interesting too because he has like this sort of like working class martial artist look to him <laughs> that I think is maybe why so maybe you're not expecting like him, so him to eat a, a liver well, that's really. like if you just saw him on the street it's not like you'd be like never, oh that guy he doesn't overact eater. he doesn't ever look like he's gonna flip his lid at all mm. he seems very calm and collected and that's not the movie this guy is making <laughs> at all so you're like whoa fuck yeah uh, good so Savage Dog not uh, like I was gonna say great it's not great but it's uh, really worth a uh, look so one thing that popped up on my admittedly very limited radar uh, was... Hang on. I, was, I clicked the wrong thing. I was like, Atomic Blonde, but that didn't pop up on my radar. It was... Uh, better Watch Out. I don't know if you guys either saw uh, that. I don't know what that is. It's ringing a lot of bells. So Better Watch Out is a movie that I, I do kind of want to take in at Fantasia, especially. Like, um, so supposedly it's... Like Home Alone with like real gore. Yes. Uh. Like it just is kind of like that. That's kind of what had what sold me on it, which is sort of like if you like do home invasion style and then like with like weird comedy hijinks and then people actually die horribly. Well, that sounds pretty good actually. Yeah, I was yeah. like that seems kind of fun, and that also seems like possibly yeah. a movie you'd want to see at a with a with a, a, with a, a rowdy crowd. with a rowdy Fantasia Fest. Yeah, absolutely. Audience, like I, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I, I really don't know too much about it, but I was just like, like I was just like skimming through, and I was like, huh, I was like, I've always like, I mean, they've even had those recuts online, right? Of your like, right. what if, what if Home Alone had yeah. was happening and you just like people's faces fucking exploding when bowling balls hit them right. and stuff and oh, like, like the oh, iron God. yeah I like, no. and then when they saw this I was like I do kind of want to see that I was yeah. like are you if, if if it's handled like I was going to say in any direction of being good like you know like it right. could be, it, you can have you have so much leeway to just be over the top and insane mm. right. that like home invasion goes awry so that like I said I hope, I'm probably going to go see that Sam, what else? What else has has hit your your watch list? I'm still undecided. This is like, I guess, an Asian film, but Bad Genius. It's a Thai film. I yeah. don't know if you saw thing for it. it that was uh, outside of Valerian. That was the second film that sold out at Pantasia. Really? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? And I don't know if it's. And I have the most jaded bullshit reason to think that why it sold out is because it's like it's presented by Thai Express, and I was like, yo, they. I was <laughs> I like, yo, they took that. half the theater for comps. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe <laughs> it's possible they because have- because often uh, Ubisoft comps like the big like something like Valerian. Yeah, mm. immediately gets comped most of it by Ubisoft and people complain but I personally don't see what the problem is because it's Valerian gonna out come out it comes out on Friday day. the yeah. next day yeah. right like like, like Fantasia yeah, yeah. has one day heads yeah. up like, which is to... it's fine it's cool but I, it's you'll be okay like you'll you'll live like it's yeah I they mean, did that with uh, every time an Edgar Wright movie plays at yeah. uh, Fantasia mm-hmm. uh, last year Guardians of the Galaxy that wasn't last year it was a couple years ago yeah but, you know it's, it's alright good for you if you really need to f- fucking Go nuts and well, no, but I mean, but I, but I also think that like my my whole take on Ubisoft and comp tickets and whatever else like that with these like partners is I was like at like it's ten tickets if you get ten tickets it's ten bucks each right. if you're buying them individually it's twelve bucks each 
I was like, there's, and that price hasn't really changed right. in no, like a decade. And I'm like, sponsors are the reason for that. So every now and then, yeah. the sponsors are gonna gonna throw their weight around. So like, as a moviegoer, you're like, eh. Every now and then, you kind of gotta like, right. maybe eat a bit of a raw deal. Just for deal the, with it for the fact that you're like, when was the last time Fantasia Festival tickets got more expensive? It's true. You know, so I'm like, eh, that is sometimes a good the, point. <laughs> you know, so I was like, sometimes the sponsors are gonna maybe like screw the little guy yeah. here and there. But uh, I was yeah. like, eh. I was like, I remember when I was in college back in 2000 that it was 10 bucks a movie. Still. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> and I remember my first experiences with Fantasia were, um, you know, the day of, let's go see what's playing at Fantasia, and then always being shot out, because like, yeah. you're four people, you're like, ah, there's not four tickets, sorry. Yeah. And so, it's like, so that makes it, but it makes it open for the people that were there right before me with the same idea yeah. to go and get mm. a ticket, you know? I don't, I think it's... I have no problem with comps, really. I don't. Yeah. I also can't really complain because that's what kind of what happens. <laughs> yeah, I kind of yeah. get it for free, so you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's life. Did either did you did you end up seeing Valerian at all? Or not yet. Not the yet? press screening is uh, next Wednesday, I think. So the day okay. of the day that it screens. Yeah, yeah, because it comes out. Yeah. I think I think it's the twenty first at Fantasia yeah. and the twenty second. Yeah, in mm. wide. So release. it's on the twenty first in the morning. I I'm skeptical. It looks like a lot is happening. Yeah. But, like, what what I hope, which I think is what everybody hopes, is that it's, like, the fifth element again. Like, basically. You know, like, I was like, I was like, and then, because everyone's like, Luke Besson. I was like, what else has he done, though, guys? Like, like, I like Yamazaki a ton, or Yamakaze, like, a bunch, but I'm like, he's never really, like, Blown me away, other than Fifth Element. Right, you know, like, I, I, like, I, I like, don't even like Fifth Element to yeah. be honest. Like, like I you said, he did the the um, he did two, I think Yamaz- Yamazaki's. He did like three taxis. Yeah, and then he has he wrote Fifth and Element. produced a lot of stuff. Like the part of the reason why he was able to, especially uh, independently finance this crazy Valerian movie, is that he produces like his company's called Europa Europa Corp. Okay, and they mm. make a lot of these like co-production like. The transporter and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. So okay. and those things make a lot of money and they're like very um, like easily portable. Yeah, and, and you know they sell in all territories. No one, you know, and even if they don't make any money in the states, they make so much money in Thailand or whatever. That yeah, it's yeah. Worth yeah. It. So all the money because that's it. I think Valerian is like one of the most expensive independently financed movie of all time. Yeah, it definitely looks like it it's looks it, like the to but, that. Like, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean like. <laughs> we're so jaded i feel that like like special effects now i'm like do nothing yeah for me yeah. <laughs> like i'm just well, sort of like like i only notice them if they're terrible yeah you know true. like good special effects i'm like i don't but it's sometimes care. like i have to like i saw transformers 5 which is like f- fucking terrible but so much <laughs> of it is special effects and i was watching it and i was like it in an abstract way like this is so great like that that i'm watching just this you know, there's so much work that went into this fucking nonsense. Like, it's almost like Stan Brackage or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like modern art. It's so... Because <laughs> it's so disconnected from plot or anything. I don't know what the is hell it, I'm watching. Like, imagine if Jackson Pollock envisioned robots fighting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what it feels like sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> You're just sort of like, just chaos. <laughs> like, no, but I mean, but like... Or uh, I haven't I haven't seen it. You you saw it and said it was good, but uh, the new Planet of the Apes, right? Like it's nonstop ah. effect shots. Yeah, like, that's all. Like, it is, every basically. monkey walking around talking. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like and like I was watch. I saw the trailer for it uh, last night. It was about the movie theaters, and I was like, 
I 100% buy these are monkeys. Like, yeah, I'm, like, you yeah. Like, I w- I'm not watching that being like, what amazing special effects. Yeah. I'm be like, there's a talking monkey. Yeah. You know, and I'm not wowed by the effect, though. I just expect the monkey right. to look well, like Well, that's a kind of yeah. good, I think. Because yeah. I remember being a kid and going to see movies because of the special effects. Yeah. Because it was a special effects movie. Yeah. And now you look at these and you're like, whoa, it's fucking hot garbage. Like the rock and the scorpion king or whatever. Yeah, well, or, oh, yeah. And it's like, it's horrible. And I remember being like, oh, what? Like, it's like playing it's Mario him, 64. Him, Mario 64 is so realistic. <laughs> like, GoldenEye yeah. is so realistic. Uh, and it's like, but I can't fucking fathom what it'll be in 15 years. You know, yeah. it'll be... Maybe like, they'll get humans right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like that's... <laughs> it's like lacking. <laughs> that's... That's the big, uh, like, I think, barrier right now. Is right. Like, they can't make a full... The uncanny but it's going to be creepy when they get out of the Uncanny Valley. Like, I'm going to yeah. feel uncomfortable well, knowing that we've surpassed that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In and its like, own way. Like, like, I have no idea. Like, is the president even talking on TV? Or is <laughs> oh, it, like, God. just uh, CG? Well, he I, remains like, uncanny, this president. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I was thinking of Obama when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, him, too, for different reasons. Yeah. Uncanny is good and bad, I yeah. guess. But yeah, the thing that they've gotten really good at is the uh, the de aging, like mm. that got that got so good so fast. But it's still kind of creepy. It's, it's it off. Is. It's off. But I'm like, if I look at uh, Jeff Bridges in Tron a few right. years ago, which was like, Ugh. Right. and then I look at like Kirk Russell in Guardians Two, and I was like, that was only like five six years, and I was like, yeah. they're they're much closer. Like they that that happened very quickly. Right. That I was like, I think that they're. Uh, and then whatever the one that I did not like, it's Star Wars. Just, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. So weird. And you're like, get out of here. You're not real. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it looked like um, it looked like they had an idea, like an abstract idea of what they yeah. wanted him to look like, rather than right. like what he actually looked like. Yeah. Because well, the whole well, time like, I was like, he looks like a cartoon cat person version of himself. And like, he's a, the, so they're like, we're gonna use a dead actor and make him younger. Right. Like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. Well, that's that's and then that wasn't that wasn't a real person though, because I, like, I think it works a little bit better with the, like, with the actual when actor. it's like Jeff Bridges. Yeah. So he's like his. You're like, we're just gonna like. A little bit of makeup, right. and then probably do like some After Effects some, like, on it. Mapping. Or something. I don't know exactly. the exact process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this another guy, and it's going to be younger <laughs> than he was in the movie in the seventies. Yeah. Well, that's like hitting a moving target. It was. Yeah. It and was now they're going to probably not cool. do yeah. something like that with Carrie Fisher too. Uh, right? no, no, I hope not. Because like, I mean, I don't know, but apparently like, a lot of principal was done. Like, yeah. They can just sort of. I mean, I, I assume her shit doesn't go. She doesn't go to space or anything. She's just yeah. on a planet going like, oh god. Yeah, but, but like, I, 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 I know. I mean, like the Fast and the Furious Seven. Right. Paul Walker, I thought they handled very good. Like, other than a weird, other than a weird shot where he's like in the car and he like he's like doing like a nodding smile to right. Vin Diesel for just a little too long and like that camera's kind of holding on him. Right. Other than like giving a lot of time to stare at it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I had no point could like, I had no point could determine like, oh, real Paul Walker is gone now. Right. Like mm-hmm. this is now his brother with CG face. Right, right, like, right. Like I right. couldn't make that distinction until right at the end where there was just like a long shot. And I was like, this shot should have cut away because right. we can tell <laughs> that it's a like, weird computer robot looking at me and not yeah, like yeah, any yeah. kind of Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I was like, sure. I would tell like, oh, this scene is fake. This scene is real. But like. Completely blue mind. Good, up ah. until they linger. Yeah, exactly. So at, at some point, I'm sure we're going to get way better at that. I'm mm. sure, yeah. Well, I'd hope, <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. Um, they've, they've been trying. But like, but, but monkeys, I totally buy it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience with like real-life 
monkeys speaking with me, yeah, so I'm going to buy that. Well, they don't really speak. They, they go, sure, yeah. 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 They, they go like, and there are subtitles. There's only one guy that talks. That's and true. And so what's interesting, I'm going to talk about this movie. Like, I think War of the Planet of the Apes, which uh, as of this hour isn't out yet, mm. is the best movie that I've seen this year. Oh, yeah. that's exciting. It's so I have a good. really soft spot for it's so, Planet so, of the Apes. It's so, so, so good. And... Um, but the thing is that's great about it too is that there are basically no humans. The humans are now completely villainous. Mm-hmm. And they, they're, so they have like a, a secondary role. So most of it is in the abstract. It's monk, it's apes going, and sign language and stuff. And so, and it's very engrossing. Like it's, you don't realize. It's almost like watching a nature movie. Like. Yeah, but it's like watching like a, like a subtitled, nat- like a National Geographic foreign movie or something. <laughs> It's uh, it's great. But okay, I want to talk about a couple of other movies yes. that I've seen, yes. and one that I haven't seen, but I want to. Uh, so I saw the opening movie, The Villainous. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is a Korean movie. Um, that basically is uh, the same premise as uh, La Femme Nikita. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like it's like a kidnapped victim becomes yeah, becomes uh, a sleeper cell ass- assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but and it's uh. So the first seven minutes are um, first-person perspective, like Hardcore okay. Henry. So, oh. Uh, but only the first seven minutes, which is great, because Hardcore Henry I got very nauseated by after, <laughs> like, half an hour. And I was just kind of like... on the, That, too, like, Hardcore Henry, I don't know if you guys have seen it. I uh, didn't want to. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> because, because of that, like, I was like, I yeah. was like, I was like, cool idea. Yeah, cool idea. I don't cool think idea, I could sit through this. Yeah, it's I extremely impressive, it. all the stuff that they did. Yeah. And you... Stop caring after 20 minutes because it's like watching you. You your brain shuts off and you're watching a video game. You're watching yeah. someone else play a video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because so much of the aesthetics are the same. Yeah. And maybe the well, the Harker Henry didn't make any money, so it's not. But the kids these days they love to play the Twitch and well, the things. What, what was the, the other game? Uh, the other game. The other movie that did that for all of its action scenes. The one. Doom. Doom did it way back. Yeah. The yeah. climax. Uh, no, but the Sasha Baron Cohen film. The, oh, uh, the Brothers Grimsby. Oh. Yeah, the Brothers Well, they had yeah. one. I think it was one action scene was like that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, I remember that, and I was like, weird. Yeah. Like, because it seems like it, apparently it's way cheaper, right? Yeah, like, probably. But it's a GoPro. Well, you, you strap a GoPro to someone. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a GoPro, and like you can have like an explosion that you just like as long as the camera looks away and you just see some shit yeah, yeah, yeah. fly into the screen. Then you can pan over right. and see something destroyed. Like you don't yeah. need to like. But they do crazy shit in Hardcore Henry. Like there's people that parachute. Onto him and stuff like yeah, it's yeah. crazy, but mm-hmm. so villainous. Seven but, minutes. The, but villainous uses that, uses that, and then it's like, okay, we get it. Now back to normal. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's a pretty simple story, but it's very convoluted the way that they tell it. It's okay. like a kind of movie where, um, there's an emotional core, and so, but the way that the narrative is structured, you have to go back to the emotional core. She has a kid, basically, so she, you have to go and find out why she has a kid and how protect protect the kid and how she was like before she had a kid. And then at some point, I think there there's a flashback within a flashback within a flashback. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm out. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. Where is the real timeline? But like, it takes itself really seriously. Or? Yeah, pretty seriously. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I was and, like, that's not great. And the action scenes are amazing, I would say. Like, there's some legitimately amazing action scenes in it. Okay. I that's was like, going to say, the, redeeming. the shots looked cool in yeah. the trailer. Like, I was sold on the virtue of, like, well, I'm not going to go see a bunch of action movies, but if I'm going to see one, maybe this would be one I oh, see. The one that can Savage Dog. Savage <laughs> Dog. <laughs> Savage liver Dog. Eating. She doesn't eat anyone's liver in this one. Uh. But that's the thing. is, It's just, it's super crazy fucking nonsense action, like... Like John Woo level carnage for one act, and then the middle act is all emotions and confusing. Yeah, uh, which is like it's just fine. But I think personally, I like an action movie that has as little plot as possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is to show the act because this movie has great action. Like I would say, like almost on the level of the raid. Yeah, if not as consistent. Yeah. But the raid is not like, and then why? Then tell me about what the the genetics of this bullshit and yeah, like who's my, this guy? He's a like turncoat. My, like, my, like my number one and two action movies of the last five years are John Wick and John Wick Two, right. where yes. the like the plot is he's mad at the bad guys, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like for for X Y Z reason, whatever. But right. it's like basically like the bad guys did something wrong. John Wick yeah. is gonna. Fuck well, that's him up the thing. Now. This is too. Com- it's not that complicated. That's the thing. I think there's a. You have to make a difference between complicated and convoluted. Yeah. It's convoluted, but it's not complicated. Like you, it's pretty simple. Like this guy, he's a double agent or whatever. We know that he's a double agent from the beginning. She doesn't. She had this and that. They're pl- they're plotting against each other. Yeah. She's sad about this. Her her husband died. His wife died. Da, da, da. And it's like, at some point, like how much of this do I need? To, to enjoy to get her, to, to throwing, enjoy her to eventually to kicking him yeah, in the face, throwing <laughs> all these guys off a bus or whatever, <laughs> you know, and it, and I'm like, and I kind of question the the relevance of necessarily like, it seems to me like there's a, there's you want to have your cake and eat it too. It's mm. really fun to watch, but it's also really confusing and alienating. Like you're not, re- I wasn't really into it. I wasn't engrossed by it. I was just kind of like. Like appreciating it, like I said, like in an in the abstract, in the like, oh look, this is dope. Like this guy's jumping over here, and yeah, yeah. so much blood. There's a lot of blood. It's also really gory. Not quite like better gore, like higher quality gore yeah. than Savage Dog. So not as good for me. Like it's not as cheap. <laughs> I like when it's like just spraying. Like and yeah. this one is, uh, but yeah, yeah. realistic. You're like, yeah, Boo. it's a it's a. I mean, I see why it played at Cannes, and apparently it got a four-minute standing ovation at Cannes, and I can see why because it's very technically impressive. But for me, it was a little alienating, and I got kind of like sick of trying to follow it. Sam, do you know what else is on your watch list, Sam? Um, in terms of because I earlier said I like heartwarming Asian things. Yeah, Split. Split, uh, which DHL. is not the um, the, M. Night Shyamalan is not movie. the M Night Shyamalan movie, which was also like I was, yeah, <laughs> I was like, why did you pick that name? Yeah, uh, it's fortunate bowling. It's Korean and it's bowling, and the trailer looked like whatever, but then the little synopsis was like underdog, and I was like, oh. Maybe this is gonna be okay. <laughs> well, but you had you 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 like you in the past couple of years, Sam. You've always had your like one pick of like heartwarming Asian rom. No, it's true. Like, like, and I was that's why I was mad this year. Is I was like, where is my heartwarming Asian rom com? Because where do I get these if I don't get these at Fantasia? Like, how do I know where to find these? Like <laughs> a true. good one. Yeah. Like I could I could probably just be like, hey Netflix, show me some Korean rom coms. Yeah. And it would try, but like <laughs> I feel like you know, like and they're long. Like yeah, if they're yeah, bad, yeah. they're not worth watching. Because Netflix does is pretty good actually at 
showcasing like a lot of different world stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's mm. the very very mainstream stuff from those countries. You yeah, know? and it's not yeah. necessarily the best ones. It's the ones that. You know, you have the best chance of having heard of, yeah, or, and all, or and of also, having signed some sort of yeah. international or, distribution, like. or or not even, or that don't w- that don't will not play at all to white people. Let's say, yeah, like mm-hmm. beca- it's the movies that you know, like uh, whenever I go, like let's uh, now I'm gonna generalize uh, intensely, but if I go to like a <laughs> Dap in Park X, the guys at the Dap are watching some Bollywood thing, yeah, and it's not the Bollywood thing that I'm ever gonna come across because someone told me it was good. It's it's the de parent flick de of of yeah. you know yeah. of of India, which is fine, which is you know like big public, big big loud. Yeah. But the the thing is, often you watch these things at, from the outside, and you're like, I don't understand. This joke is funny because this guy was in another movie that he did this, and yeah, and, you know, and he's known to be a player in the press. So like, but you don't know. There's so much cultural baggage. That's yeah. why I think the things that play well in um, festivals are usually pretty westernized yeah uh yeah. as opposed to like the the like you know more standard uh like how how would i say like uh you know like uh gary marshall movie like new year's day or yeah. whatever plays in those countries not because people care about new year's but because there's robert de niro yeah yeah, 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 yeah. and that's it and it's like you know the chow yun fat movies will play here easier because we're like oh yeah chow yun fat mm-hmm. but the thing you know it's a it's a whole it goes both ways, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. That's it. It's like we're they're like they're gonna watch the most Western Western movies, and we're gonna watch or like or like they're gonna represent they're they're gonna watch what we what they think we mm-hmm. <laughs> symbolize, and we're gonna and watch we're gonna what gonna we think the same they basic, symbolize. Yeah, and the same exactly. thing. And then there's a whole you know we don't get TV from Korea. Yeah. I bet there's a Big Bang Theory equivalent in Korea that we I would hate as much as I hate. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's fine. Exactly. It's great. Like I think there's a lot more StarCraft there, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot more <laughs> shit out there in general than like we could ever possibly No, it's true. And even like with manga adaptations, especially right. like ones that nod to other manga, I'm like, oh Yeah. I don't have this baggage and or it's not baggage baggage makes it sound bad but i don't have i don't have what it takes to watch this and be like oh yeah You're like I'm i don't have the, i don't have the tools necessary yeah, yeah i don't to have fully like, the appreciate tools to appreciate this. i have that a uh, couple years ago for i think it was called crows zero it's uh i think it was takashi Miike, but it was right. like a thing about like uh good looking little japanese schoolboys fighting each other <laughs> and it was like the third in the series yeah and there was all this the stuff like with music and with and I and I just I was watching it. I was like, I understand. Like visually, the language is the same. Yeah. And the subtitles are telling me what they're saying, but I have no fucking idea what I'm. Why? Watching. Why? Like, why? Why does this resonate? Yeah. You know. And you're yeah. Like, no you know. Place. And like same same way as like you know I think in, uh, you, you know whatever in in madagascar they don't watch silicon valley because they don't give a shit like why would they give a shit it's yeah, fine. They're like, they're like why? It's, like they would be like they're like why are they playing hip hop and you're like <laughs> because it's hilarious like, <laughs> the fact that silicon valley has a hip-hop soundtrack is amazing right like, you know and you're just sort of like they'd be like oh okay because i guess they listen to hip-hop and you're like not really yeah i mean sometimes this stuff carries over not always yeah it's, uh, so i guess yeah. a bit of, so long story short i suppose uh, that's one of the reasons why we do enjoy fantasia is there's some level of curation right. involved in the fantasia yes. programming like i, like, I want to di- some- dip my toes in the water yeah exactly. and i want it i want someone else to be like someone has could decided- probably still enjoy this yeah. at least a little bit yeah, someone um, has decided at, at, at Fantasia Programming that 
it's okay to charge money to people yeah. to go to this. So there's going to be some level there's of... There's also um, Plan B, which I'm interested in solely because it's a German heist movie. And I was like, mm. oh, heist movies are fun, and I've never seen a German one. Plan, so. plan B... Uh, it looked cool. It, yeah, it did look cool. And also the, the premise kind of had me interested. In, yeah. ter- in terms of a, like an action heist movie, was this like it's wannabe actors who... Um, it's like wannabe actors who think they're going to a casting call, but then get like mixed up into an actual heist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I'm like, I was like, I was like, seems ridiculous, and I'm like, it would it not be my enjoyable. favorite, but I was like, like, you had me at German. Yeah, <laughs> I like heist movies. I watched this again. Is like I watched this movie called The Last Heist. It's on okay. Netflix. Mm. It's uh, and the guy who made it, I think his name is Mike Menendez or Mike Mendez. He had movies play at Fantasia. One of them yeah. was called Big Ass Spider, like three years ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and it's a it's a heist movie with Henry Rollins in it. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, I, I fucking love Henry Rollins. <laughs> so I was like, I want to watch it. And what it, what it is is they rob a bank. Like this group robs a bank. But what they don't know is that Henry Rollins is at the bank at the moment, and he's a serial killer. Yeah, that was just, he just Henry Rollins. Whoa, yeah, he's like, took, Whoa. It, took and, a turn. And I was like, this is actually like kind of a cool premise you yeah know? so then the hunter become the hunted or whatever but it's so low budget and it's so shitty that they could only afford henry rollins for like the beginning and the end <laughs> so it's like the squabbles of these no-name actors you know <laughs> in the bank and henry rollins is like killing them one by one but you never see him or barely ever see him you see feet and you see someone go ah, ah. and i was like uh oh, this ruined heist movies for me i didn't know you <laughs> could make them so shitty <laughs> Okay, well, this is going to be a step up. I'm but Henry sure. Rollins is cool in it. He's he's pretty scary. <laughs> As he can be. Yeah. So yeah, Plan B. Plan B. Uh, still German, uh, which is weird. I haven't actually done German films ever at Fantasia, but Tiger Girl. Okay. Um, looks like two high school girls, one of them uh, very meek, and then being incited to act out, and then I think get violent. Okay. By the end, uh, there was a good... Um, translation wordplay in the trailer that I was stoked on for five minutes and I was like that might be a good re-. and it looked cool it looked like an interesting movie um, I want to see what high school girls are like at a Fantasia film if it's not like a weird Japanese schoolgirl thing mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> seems cool um, Night Watchmen in terms of like Fantasia vibe it's uh, Night Watchmen at a building and then there are vampire clowns. Yeah, I re- that, yeah, that I feels saw. like that feels like a good vibe. Like <laughs> I want to go late at night. Um, I'm a little torn because in the realm of possibly good Korean movies, again, a taxi driver, which I was like, why did you name it that? Yeah, it's the closing film as yeah, well. Yeah, so, it uh, looks that's you know when the the movies that are opening or closing usually have some kind something of, going for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then Atmosphere One, and I'm kind of like, I kind of want to go see Night Watchmen. What <laughs> hell? Um, the other one that popped up on my radar way early, like early, 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 uh, I had heard about this movie even before it became a Fantasia movie, uh, was Brigsby Bear. Yes, yeah. right. that does look like it could be. Like, I mean, <clears throat> and I, the, my only, I guess, like footnote is I was like, that's this is a, a guaranteed some level of release film. Yeah, like, yeah. it'll be mm, on Netflix, I would. Yeah. Like, exactly. It might not get wide No, no, it has, a, it has a theatrical release because I... I will name drop that I'm doing interviews with them, like, yeah. after Fantasia, so... Okay. It's, I think it's coming out, like, August at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's going to probably get, like, that's a limited... Not, that's uh, not surprising. Yeah. Like, I could see it having a, like, not necessarily wide, but, like, I said, a, a mm, It's going to be at the Forum. 
Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinemas Park and AMC mm-hmm. and whatever. And that's like that's yeah. where it'll go. But yeah, exactly. That's it. That looks super fun. I was uh I was kind of like I, I the trailer popped up on my I guess independent radar like right. like independently yeah. of Fantasia. And then I was like, Oh yeah, snap, yeah. it's it's playing at Fantasia. It's a uh, Kyle Mooney and uh Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill plays like yeah. the, the fatherly figure. Right. Which is hilarious because I was like, there's two Mark Hamill movies this year. <laughs> yeah. Which is Brigsby Bear and the new Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, that's, you've got two that's things what going I've on. been up to. I like Mark Hamill though. Like, I think it's too bad that he doesn't work more. Because uh, <clears throat> I was under the impression he had some kind of like pretty decent voice. Yeah, that's, no, no, that's he, what his, his is, voice yeah. acting career is. I mean, but like, I like him. Like he was in a movie that played a fantasia like maybe five years ago called Sushi Girl. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Was, I mean, th- that movie was okay. Yeah, it was. But very he was a highlight of it. But he was yeah. so good in it. And I was like, oh, we could have had this Mark Hamill, this version of Mark Hamill the whole time. Yeah, exactly. It was hiding in there, and then because yeah. it's like a very sort of cle- like stock. Yeah, gangster movie, but he's so over the top and weird in it. And I was like, oh man. Well, I think. I mean, I don't. I, I don't know how much into the cartoons you are, but like. He is probably like probably the best Joker, right? Like, you know, like in terms of I've like heard that, yeah. in terms of like actually what the Joker represents. Right. And I was like, I mean, and then I, I really, I would like Heath Ledger is a more like real world, right? What a Joker would be like in the real world, right. mm-hmm. and like Jack Nicholson, I don't want to take anything away from him, but he's just being Jack Nicholson, <laughs> you <Right>. know. <laughs> like, well, at the time there was no such thing as a as a superhero movie, so they didn't know that you you could do something else. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, but if you look at like the Joker, who's like when, like as he as he is written in the comic, is like equal parts like homicidal as he is whimsical, right? Mm-hmm. And like I'd say that of as he is written in his best comic form. Like Jared Leto, right? Mark Hamill. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like Mark Hamill is like straddles it so well right. in the animated series as a voice actor. And you're like, as soon as I was like, I saw Sushi Girl where I was like, oh, he's going to be on screen over the top crazy. And I was like, I've, yeah, heard, I, I've heard his, I was like, I know he can do the voices all over the place. Right. Like, like mm. flipping back and forth between being like, like whimsical and terrifying, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Like I was like, what? Yeah. This, where did this guy's voice chops come from? Like it was not something I like associated. Like I remember it blowing my mind when I found out that he was the Joker in the animated series. I was like, right. what? I was like, Luke Skywalker is yeah, yeah. this? No. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think he he his career has anything to like. It's a fine, great career. But... Well, I mean, he also doesn't have to work, right? right. Like because of the infamous, uh, like. The 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 sh- like Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and uh, Harrison Ford, and apparently some of the other actors got like miniature shares merchandise of Star Wars right. oh. instead of pay. Okay, so they never yeah. have never had to do and anything so ever like, again. I was like a fraction yeah, of it, Star Wars merchandise yeah. is your set for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, None yeah. of them ever had to work ever again. Right. Like so. So what's Harrison for? That's why he's buying planes and crashing them all the time. Like, <laughs> you know, oh, crap, crap, crap. like Carrie Fisher, you know, whatever. Like rest in peace. I think a lot of it went up her nose. And yeah, know, but what's Harrison Ford doing? Like what the fuck? He's just cra- like he's crashing planes. He's just angry, smoking weed in his basement, being in the new Blade Runner, being a weird oh, yeah. dad. <laughs> I think I, I think I've said this before, but uh, like Harrison Ford on a talk show yeah. is my dad's entire aesthetic. <laughs> Like just kind of like, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> and then he makes a fucking bad joke that he's really con- confident about, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I didn't even understand it. Yeah. You mumbled through the whole thing. <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, hey, I'll visit you, 
I think, yeah, that's why I kind of like, what? <laughs> I heard my name. Yeah. I wish that this, that part of Harrison Ford would come out more in movies like the, like I wish that he did like some kind of weird character, creepy character part. Well, like that, or, or even just like a, a self-referential, like I, I'm not the biggest Will Shatner fan, but like his role in Free right. Enterprise you know, like, where, right, he, right, where, right. where he's just sort of like, I'm producing, directing, and starring in Julius Caesar, and I'm all the roles. And you're like, <laughs> right. what the fuck? And you're just sort of like, like I was like, yeah. William Shatner endeared himself so much to me by, like, taking yeah, that yeah, role yeah. Mm-hmm. of being crazy-ass William Shatner that if they had just, like, if, like, the movie I would pay so much money to go see would be, like, Harrison Ford as, like, a failed Indiana Jones type. Mm-hmm. And where everyone's like, what the Like fuck the wrestler, it? but it's... Indiana Jones? Harrison like he's like Ford. an architect. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> a, an archaeologist. He's just like, we gotta go in here. And they're like, what are you doing? You gotta get these bones. And you're like, stop it, Harrison Ford. Uh, Dreamcasting uh, movies that don't exist. I wanted to mention a movie that's playing called Bad Black. Bad Black? By uh, the folks in uh, Wakaliwood. I interviewed them last year. They had a, they had a whole thing. It's uh, Wakaliwood is a uh, Wakaliga. It's a uh, slum in Uganda. Oh, uh, cool! And they, I've heard about this. Yeah, and yeah, these yeah. guys, uh, uh, the main guy, his name is Isaac Nabwana, and they make action movies with. They live in a slum. Like literally, they don't have running water, and they taught themselves how to make a movie, and they taught themselves how to edit, and they build all their sets. And they love they they basically from watching Rambo and '80s action movies. Uh, communally, like on Fridays or whatever, they they sort of built like this new. It's not really a new genre; it's an action movie. But they're they're this whole thing. Like the kids in the village train kung fu. Like you can see, literally, they're on YouTube. Like little kids, like eight year old kids, and they all do like crazy, like Bruce Lee. Their yeah. their whole thing mm. is like the whole village now has come together to make these movies. And um, last kind of like a, a small scale of what happened in like Australia in the seventies, right? Where they were like, we can make movies, but like their only frame of reference is watching other movies. Like no one actually has the skill set, right, to do it. But they're like, we have a exactly. video machine, and so and the way that movies work. So most people don't. Well, these guys I think speak English, but most people there don't really speak English. So what they they would do is play a movie, and then there's a guy who's like a DJ narrating what's happening so making up a plot essentially okay so, so he's just like and now the man is coming and oh he is very angry that he slept with his daughter and that's not at all what happens yeah. and then they everyone cheers and they love it and and so and so they put that element too in sort of the construction of the the movies are constructed like someone is inventing it as they go along very improvisation there's a lot of yelling super action you know and they and jump out and uh so i interviewed uh, there's a guy from new york called alan hoffman is who moved there, he saw one of their things on YouTube and he sold everything he had and he fucking moved to Uganda <laughs> and he's been living there for like six years. He's like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm helping, going there. Helping them make movies and he's like the only white guy that lives in this little village and uh, and he helps them, well, he's mostly, he acts in them, I think. Uh, and um, Provides a bit of a frame of reference, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the last time that I saw them, so the last Fantasia, they, we, they Skyped in after the movie. Because it was like ten in the morning in Uganda, and it was yeah. like tw- two in the morning at, in at Asia, and they were building a fucking helicopter out of garbage, like sol- <laughs> soldering a helicopter together, and they're like, "We're going to blow this up." And then they, they there's a guy that does CGI, 
And so I'm sure they're they're working on one right now. They do a um, every time their movie plays somewhere, they do a trailer where they they we are going to kill you. And then last time they made a trailer where the grooming taco truck exploded. Yeah, <laughs> and like and like I don't know, it's really dope. Like I really like it's very infectious. The movies are they're only like an hour long, which is good because they're very you know there's a lot of yelling, a lot of explosions. It's yeah. not. Not super coherent, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, they're really into it. A lot of them added me on Facebook, so now I like see their their lives. They love fucking kung fu more than anything in the yeah. world. Um, they're really good, like f- very dedicated. And I really I love their spirit about this stuff. So and oh, I'm yeah. sure that's yeah, that really cool. It's, it's like a, next level trauma DIY stuff. Basically, you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like trauma if like everyone like had no choice. Not that they don't have a choice, but that if somehow everyone was as into it as everyone else and it all happened organically. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, man, fucking hell yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so it's great, and I I don't know. Last year it was a midnight screening, and the movie is short. I'm I'm like assuming the same thing is going to happen. They're going to Skype in, yeah, and all that stuff. Um, but you could go look, and I think the first movie that they made is called Who Killed Captain Alex, and it's on YouTube. The whole thing it's 50 minutes or whatever. Yeah, but you mm-hmm. can go watch it, get an idea of what it is. It's a lot more fun with people. Uh, yeah. like I could see how you would maybe like not be able to sit through the whole thing by yourself. Yeah, if you're like 15 minutes at work on your computer, <laughs> yeah. you're like, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> what has become of my life? <laughs> yeah, but, but I think it's also kind of like... And as they're getting better, I'm sure it's going to get tighter, too. They, there's a lot of problems, like... Um, getting computers to work in a slum. Getting imagine, yeah. electricity. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed is, like, I, their internet's extremely shitty. Yeah. So when the guys upload pictures, suddenly, like, it quadruples like it makes four uh photo books or whatever yeah. so then my whole feed is just the same pictures just cause <laughs> well, probably think, because it probably fails and clicks yeah resend and, and that's it. it and then it's going through yeah because uh, so and so like they're working on conditions that are extremely shitty and the fact that anything is coming out is of coming it. out <laughs> of it is, is amazing you know so because they don't, I don't know, like, they don't have water. That's the crazy thing. They don't yeah. have running Whoa. water. They have to go to a fucking well, and they're <laughs> making movies. So it's yeah, like, well. That's amazing. I mean, uh, I just... The other, the, that, it did make me think of a another one that is, like, popped up on my radar for a local movie, the uh, Punk Fu Zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks like, like, when you were describing all of that stuff, I was like, yo, Montrealers kind of seem yeah. to have done this. Like... The, the I, I I don't want to make make broad generalizations, but I think if you know anybody, like you'll recognize someone in the, if you know anybody, yeah, well, you'll recognize someone in the trailer. You're like, oh the, yeah, I know it's that guy. The point all guys, like, yeah, they yeah, have like they have mm-hmm. a whole thing. I am friends with people who know them. I'm not. I don't know them yeah, personally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they have a. Th- it's every Monday. It's at the Brou Pub Brou Yeah. In, uh, I guess it's in the plateau or Rosemont. Yeah. And they have screenings and they have yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, they have a podcast as well. I think it's called Soixante Dix Pourcent. You could check that out if you're interested. But they made a movie. I I'm willing to give them a try. I this manufactured like, zaniness annoys me a little bit on like, in general. But like there's 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 stuff that I, I was watching. I, I I'm right there with you watching that trailer. I was like oh like you see people like wave their swords and you can see that it wobbles and right. like in the trailer you know and you're like come on now. But I was like, I, I was like thinking to myself, like I'm like, what can take this to like the next level? And I was like, they just need to somehow. I don't know if they do this, but I was like in my head watching this trailer. I might, like I said, I might give them the benefit of the doubt just to give like local 
boys their their and due. Girls, like, and yeah, exactly. Mm. Local crew. I said local boys in a lay boys fashion, not right. a, not about a gender. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like you said, giving local local people their due and whatever, and just kind of seeing what they are. But I was like, what is the next like zany for zaniness sake? And I was like, some sort of a like. A DIY, even if it's like passive component to the fans, you know, like I was like, right, you know, like just like even a like explain the drinking game of your movie, and then start it, you know, like or whatever. Like I was like, I could get into that where you're like, yeah, I mean, from what I know, they're definitely very self-aware of what they're. So I don't know, like I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, yeah. But also, like I burnt, like I remember when this, because this has been going on forever. These like fan made, like low, and I remember when I was a kid, I what fourteen or whatever, I won a DVD on the internet, like from a giveaway, yeah. And it was one of these things. I think it was called Mulva Zombie Hunter. Okay, you can look <laughs> it up. It was so horrible, and I was like so not into it, and. I just thought, well, oh god, like I don't, I, like I had this very traumatic experience when <laughs> well, I was like, it's so towards... weird for them. It's so hard for them to differentiate and separate. Like I was like, the only time I think for me that stuff has kind of like transcended. This is garbage. Turn it off. Would be something that is like so next, like Kung, was Kung Fury, where I was right. like, it, it was like, like turning it up to everything to a hundred doesn't work anymore. You need to like turn everything to a fucking thousand. Right. Like I was like, and then I'm like, oh, you have my interest again because right. there's a dinosaur cop. <laughs> like you know, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. just having like an insane cop who shoots everywhere. I'm like, nah, don't care. But I was like, oh, he's a dinosaur, and they traveled back in time, and there's a Viking. You know, and it's just sort of like, <laughs> you know, it's like you like you have to like double, like triple, quadruple yeah. down before you have my attention. Like tripling down isn't. Yeah, it, I was like, okay, cool. I could. I will, but I will say, if you go, I would see that one. Like, if you go to the theater, especially since they're local, yeah. all their friends are going to be there. It should gonna be rowdy. Be, like, it's, it's going to be. Gonna like, be ni- it's going to be. I'm, I might actually go see it for that purpose only, yeah, just yeah. because it's going to be. Like that's the way I want my annoying Fantasia crowd to be for that kind yeah. of movie. Yeah. Screaming over everything. Yeah, <laughs> like that, exactly. that, that's it. It should be a good time. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we're closing thoughts, Sam. What are you? What do you have? Anything else you want to? We want to talk about anything um, else that you're you're excited for? I am mostly looking forward to being surprised. I think I mentioned there's a lot of things that I'm like, like moderately. You want that seven to become a ten? I want. I want. Well, but in, in, in other years, that's happened where I've been like, oh, this seems okay, and I go for like no particular reason. I have yeah. no high hopes, and then I'm like very excited by the end of the film. So. Um, this is the first time I've had to think critically about what I'm looking for going into it. And I'm like, oh, no, I want to be surprised. Yeah. So uh, hopefully. Cool. Alex, anything you're particularly... Yeah, I mean, being surprised is, uh, is I think, uh, a key element to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple years ago, I, I actually went to the wrong theater. <laughs> and I saw the wrong movie. And it was a movie that I did not want to see. It's called The Machine. It was a sci-fi movie. Okay. Uh, I think it was Canadian. And I actually really enjoyed it. And I was like, huh, I would never have come to see this. Yeah. So if you can force yourself somehow to be surprised. But the the thing that I'm most looking forward to, the and it's like a movie that I know is great because it played at Cannes, it's a movie called Good Time. Okay. Uh, with oh. uh, R. Pats. Yeah. Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by the Safdie brothers, Benny and Josh Safdie. They're New York filmmakers. And I really love their movie that they made right before this one, which was a movie called Heaven Knows What, which was about uh, junkies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which which I think is like top five 
movies about drug users in general oh, in, wow. of ever. And this looks pretty different. It looks a little more like it's a more genre, more uh, like neony aesthetics and like kind of like more fun. The, heaven knows what is not fun. Like don't watch it. <laughs> it's about junkies and it's not fun. Um, but I, it got really great. Like this is really like my sort of jam. Uh, it's like a you know like into the night type of thing. Like it, throw it on, throw it on uh, on the DVD, being like Alex Rose's jam. Yeah, this is my kind of jam. Well, I really love, and I've said I was talking about Green Room before. I love movies that are set in one room or one location in more or less real time. Yeah. That are that point A is the beginning, point B is the end. You have to get out of it. You have to do this. This is about Robert Pattinson. He has to bail his brother from jail. I think he's a drug dealer. He has to find money to bail his brother from jail. Okay. Shit gets crazy. I love that. It com- it gets me every time. It doesn't matter. I saw a mo- really bad movie with J.K. Simmons and Emil Hirsch where it was that was the premise. They had to find his daughter, uh, J.K. Simmons' daughter. He was the hippie boyfriend. He was the conservative lawyer, father, whatever. It was garbage. I was like, I still kind of enjoyed it because it started at 8 p.m. and it ended at 8 a.m. and it fucking didn't diverge from that. Are you fan of 24, like the show? I've never watched it. Maybe it I should. seems like it's your jam. Yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> like 24 hours, 24 episodes, real time. I love like. that, but I think it's... it's uh, Real time is not so much... It's just kind of like no flash forwards no flash forwards no yeah. flashbacks no no flashbacks no like and then 6 months later look i have a kid now that was like fuck oh, off i don't honestly, care about your kid one of my favorite movies does that it does flashbacks but always to the beginning like and it's like if i had to make a hard press like 25 movies you need to watch for the rest of your life right i would probably find a spot for the film go right uh, but go. Yeah, I like that movie. But exactly, but because it, yeah. it just like it rewinds always back to the, the yeah. same point, and then mm. like it shows you the three branches of the right. people at that point, which is kind of the same thing. Yeah, you're like it's like it's, it's sunrise, it's like sundown to sunrise for three people that have the same starting point. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, I love this. I yeah, was like, go, go doesn't use. I love also when time is uh, like. Oh, now nah, I'm gonna sound like a fucking. Time is one of the protagonists of the film. <laughs> Just like New York is one of the protagonists. Yeah, no, exactly. But I do, I do the love... The character is really the city. When, like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when time is as important as anything, like... In, in Green Room, let's say, like, there's there's always a... Ra- I'm talking about Green Room again, but... There's a race against time. Something is happening. The yeah. longer you stay here, the more Nazis are coming. You need to get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah. And there are so many obstacles. Yeah, yeah. And... I don't know. There's something that to me is like my. It's my perfect. Um, no, it's not even a genre. Like a it's driving a factor. It's yeah, a structure. structure yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, and so I think Good Time has this. And if it does, number one of twenty-seven. No, War of the for the Planet of the Apes is number one, and then Good Time is going to be second. <laughs> I have a hard time. A, a, no, actually, I think a Ghost Story. Well, that's also playing a Fantasia. Yeah, we didn't talk yeah. about Ghost Story. Yeah, um, that might be like we, we we talked about this a little bit before the, before it started. Yeah. Like I don't know exactly when it's screening, but like I hope if you are yeah, it's if soon. you are it's... going to Fantasia, like this is just be quiet, yeah. listeners. <laughs> don't don't whoop don't whoop. This isn't story. this isn't a yelling one. Yeah, you, exactly. If... And it, but like and it, oh my god, it, like it seems it's it almost seems designed to bait them. Like as soon as you have a, an actual ghost. Who is a, in a sheet with holes cut in the eyes? Yeah, it, you're like it baits a Fantasia. It's supposed to be a little awkward. Like it's not funny necessarily. Yeah. But you're supposed to go like 
what? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and you look at him and there's something inherently sort of like funny visually about him just like standing around with literally a sheet with the eyes uh, cut out yeah. and just kind of standing in the background skulking and being, but it's not a fun, it's a, it's a real bummer. It's a bad, so, um, you feel bad going out of it, but in a good way. Cause yeah, well, no, I am, art. I'm excited to see it. I, I felt fun. So there's an article that came out this week that was like, the earth has 70 years at most yes. before it's too hot and we all die. And yeah. that's also kind of like a <clears throat> a tenet of this movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, I couldn't go to sleep because I was thinking about, but I'll be dead anyway. But I was like, oh no, everything will be on fire. And then this movie is like, yeah, everything will be on fire. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> just stop reminding me about this it plays shit. Plays on like, all your insecurities <laughs> of like, no. Yeah, it's like because I'm like, I'm like, well, anyway, we could go to it, but it, it's a very interesting movie about. It's not really. It's about ghosts in a way that I've never seen ghosts treated. Right. Which is mm-hmm. as a remnant of your life as opposed to... Because ghosts are always vindictive. They're like, I'm trapped. I need to die for real. Well, yeah. It seems to be just basically like you die and then you just kind of keep going, but in this new form of ghost. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And and you're trapped. <laughs> and he's trapped in uh, the house that he that he didn't die in, but like the, the house that he lived in. Yeah. He can't leave. But also, they can tear down the house. They can everything like the world changes, but he can't leave yeah. at all. And it's a, uh, it's a uh, real rough. rough. It's a, it's rough. <laughs> I had a, I had a. Oh man, I had a. Good, it's great. I think it's, it's one of the best movies I've seen this year so far. But it's also kind of like heavy. It's weird that it's because mm. like you can go directly from like you know whatever Felipe and the zombies, and then go yeah. into that shit, and you're like ugh. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I think it's uh, it should be it's gonna harsh a lot of buzz. Yeah. It's, uh... All right, cool. I'm excited. I'm excited for Fantasia, y'all. Uh, I guess this is a good as time to plug any. I think John, who is currently in the woods and will be back, will be doing some podcast reviews with Sam. Sam, you're yes. gonna be writing some reviews. And stuff. I will write some reviews. <laughs> write some reviews. We're doing some remote. We're probably gonna, I guess, maybe Skype in Alex at some point. Sure. Also later on in the festival for more more hot takes. Yeah, all the movies I saw that I talked about are like playing in the first four days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, I haven't it's, seen anything past that. It's coming up. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Bye. Also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number nine T O number five C C on Twitter. So uh, and also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have zombies and loathing after the bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in nine to five illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a nine yes or a go plug yourselves. And on Fridays we have fine arts with either Sophie and Scott. And uh, you know maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.